If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Episode of the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Odie Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Thursday evening. Woo, that's a lot to say there. A lot of news to tell you guys, a lot of stuff to tell you. Great news, good news. Um, so I just launched the Average Fellas website, averagefellas.com. www.averagefellas.com. www.averagefellas.com. Okay, you can go check it out. Go check us out there, guys. There's a few pages there right now, um, and I'm I'm about to launch uh, something new, something big, something something that's going to be a game changer. And I'm going to talk more about it on another episode. Um, but if you're listening to tonight's episode, go check out www.averagefells.com, um, and you'll be surprised. Anyways, um, a lot of treats there. Go check it out. Go check it out. Okay. Um, but anyways, tonight is Thursday. Um, and I want to talk to you guys about the schedule real quick before we get into the episode. Um, I know you guys seen Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the banners. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And I think we're going to make that switch probably next week or the week after. We'll probably make that switch to that schedule because Mandalorian's dropping on Fridays. And I want to be able to watch the episode and drop a review on the same day of the episode. That makes sense, right? So we're behind an episode. Um, today we're doing episode one to Mandalorian, which dropped last Friday. We stayed up all night to watch <laughs> to watch it. I ended up going to bed because I got stuck in traffic and I was up late on the road. So I was like, nah, I can't I can't watch it. So I just passed out. But um, a couple of the bros are here tonight that stayed up and they got to watch episode one of the Mandalorian. And that's what we're here for tonight. So now that I'm through everything, less than two minutes, I'm already through all the news, guys. Remember, www.averagefellas.com. Go check it out, guys. Um, so joining us on the call, like always, on Thursday nights is my bro, the one and only Beast Mode Squats. What's going on, my guy? What's up? What's up? Doing good. Doing good. Another day. Another day of games. Another day of games. And Star Bros. Yeah, man. Hey, how's your Instagram <laughs> coming along, bro? Uh, it's going great. It's going great. Uh, I noticed that my followers have gone up for sure. So just because of tagging and hashtagging yeah. definitely has got up um, posting my stuff, you know, uh, fitness. If you guys, like I said, uh, I love fitness. I love working out, uh, love food, uh, definitely, but certain types of food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have to eat clean to stay clean to get them gains. So definitely, guys, follow Beast Mode Squats if you guys want uh, tips on fitness or uh, tips on food, advice, definitely. For sure, man. Hey, I got to get you linked in on the page, bro. I got to get your information linked in on the page on the website. That'd be sick. We got to get you a spot on definitely. there. You're my brother. You're my blood brother. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Definitely. I'm gonna get yeah. Yeah. And you don't even have the spot for me. You're sad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like always, guys, uh, we have a familiar voice on the call tonight. The one and only Pedro. What's going on, my guy? How's it going? And I apologize to all the listeners. I'm not Pedro Pascal. I'm Pedro Carrillo, a.k.a. Speedy Pete on the guitar. And I'm sorry if I fooled you guys because uh, I'm, you know, the... The kids' meal version of Pedro Pascal, I guess, you know, but I'm a big fan. Oh, man. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining me, uh, for having you guys. Yeah. Oh, man. Always, man. I always enjoy, always enjoy having you on the call. Um, if you mind just oh, speaking you. up a little more in your, in your microphone, just a little bit, just a bit louder, because oh, yeah. um, we just, we did a little, some, some, sometimes there's some live adjustments, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, oh, okay. No hey, appreciate having you on the call tonight, bro, like always. And I, and once again, anytime I put your name in an episode, like there tends to get a few more, you know, yeah, a, good, a little like a bit five, more views. There's, there's <laughs> a Pedro factor in there. There's the Pedro factor. It's like a five nice. percent boost. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you're doing more than you know, bro. It's power, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, Any, anything um, to help, you know. <laughs> appreciate it so any, anyway so um we're talking about mandalorian season two episode one tonight guys isn't that right well it's actually it's called right. chapter nine <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is episode one though of chapter two of season two 
season two, episode one. So I was excited for that. We've been counting it down. We had a we had a Mandalorian party last week, and that was I actually had a lot of fun doing that. It was really cool. I went back fun. and listened to the oh, episode. Yeah. That episode was so cool. Now that I listened to it a few times, um, oh yeah. So we were set. We we're preparing for it, and it finally dropped. We got to watch it. I get my first question is, gentlemen, is what is right out okay. What is your first gut reaction like after watching this episode? Wow, ten fact, ten times ten, whatever. You, I don't know. What is your first gut reaction after watching the episode? Pedro, go for it. In the words of Ken Reeves, I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, it was beyond amazing. The visuals are amazing. I honestly, I've never seen a TV show with amazing visuals. I probably said it in the past uh, podcast with you guys, you know, and. Uh, Obviously, because, you know, I mean, we're dealing with Disney. Yeah. Huge, you know, force of nature and also Lucasfilm. I mean, they're the ones that started this whole visuals and all this amazing technology, you know, with movies. He did, yes. I, I haven't seen anything this, yeah, I haven't seen something this amazing, like, visually since Jurassic Park. You know, and they're the <laughs> oh ones also that gosh, broke you are so the right. big barrier movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's you know, right. Like, yeah. That is so yep. right. But it, 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 but in one word, it's just amazing great you know or yeah one of those two words yeah totally i am right there with you bro totally right there with you um definitely uh i i think like i thought this episode very great way to start off the second season so it was a big boomer you know it was just it was huge you have to go in with a bang come on especially yeah. now like oh, yeah. you know you got the viewers at home you got the people that are chilling at you home the audience because yeah. covid COVID-19 hit, you know, so we chilling at home. We trying to survive this, this plague, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So definitely you have to go big. And uh, oh, definitely, yeah. I think they opened it very well. You know, the ending cutscene <clears throat> is such a great, oh, it's yes. not a cut scene, but we're going to save that for more into the chat, but uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, some exciting stuff. We got a lot of exciting things to talk about tonight. Yeah, no, ex exactly. So, I mean, speaking about some of those exciting things, uh, what was your guys' reaction to that that opening scene? Oh my gosh, man! Talk about like, I mean, talk about like some Easter eggs that were just in that opening scene that were just are just so super juicy. Loved it already. That first five minutes was just hot, like the, like like episode one in season one, right? It came in like that a little bit. So, oh yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about those yeah. first five minutes. Um, well, let me give you this real quick. I thought the episode was beautiful, like you said, Pedro. It was visu visually beautiful, stunning episode. I loved the Western feel that we got from it right off the bat. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought I thought Western yeah. off the bat, and it was like that big go big or go home type episode. Exactly. It was perfect, it was. too. That's, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I could describe it, it as. The glove. They, yeah. swung, they swung for the fences, and I think they, I think they, they, they delivered on it, so... Um, yep. So yep. let's go. Let's go back to that first five minutes, real quick. Pedro, talk to me about that first five minutes of episode one of season two, Mandalorian. Man, it was amazing because like out of the shadows, you see, you know, Mando the child walk out, literally, right? And it's so cool because you know, like you mentioned, like it's what like, has a Western vibe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Western vibes don't really blend really well with you know with big franchises. I mean, including Star Wars, which is a huge franchise. And yeah, this is perfect. This is like the <laughs> the Western flick that i want to see you know yeah this but is... um, on the, the yeah and the first five minutes i was like wow that's cool because it shows you a very different side of um star wars as you see graffiti yeah and on that graffiti you see like um, a lot of uh you know words in arubesh you know their, their their language their alphabet you know talking about um resist and all that stuff and also if you look closely you see um uh, like a uh protocol droid like c-3po on the wall someone yeah. graffiti yeah. on it yeah and it's uh, something you don't see in Star Wars. You don't see graffiti. You, you don't see vandalism that way. And if anything, you see more like revolt, like people shooting, you know, yeah. killing each other, you know? And also it shows you a different side of that too because you see all these little weird alien creatures in the shadows with their eyes sticking out, which at first I thought they were Jawas, but then, oh, wait, never mind. They're like little demons or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the whole uh, that wrestling thing, that, you know, that WWE, you know, Gamorrean style, you know, that was pretty cool. It was fun seeing those guys back from it, it reminded me of like an underground fight club that's what yeah, it reminded me exactly. of exactly oh it, yeah it was an underground fight, fight club, club like type thing you know which was so cool um oh, yeah. basically it, it was so awesome because like mando's looking for other mandalorians at this point in in this in this we're coming into this second season and uh right off the bat you get an awesome brand new characters in this season and you see uh cyclops character guy 
who is Gorgoresh. played by uh, Court Court Gorgoresh. Corgoresh, okay. exactly. And played by the one and only John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. So, hey. yes, exactly. <laughs> so, shout out to my boy, shout John out. Leguizamo. Shout out to another Latino Super Star tired. Wars. Hey, Latinos in space. Yep. Hey. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Diva. <laughs> Heck yeah. And you see, like this, I like the setting of it. I like the setting of this because it's like a fight club, underground hidden. You know, it's like, they they make deals down there. You don't know what's going on. You know, it's like, oh snap, this is hardcore. Deals are being done, bro. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, villainy, dude. Yeah, pounds are you being know? moved. Definitely. I noticed something cool though is that for once you see a Twilight character, Twilight character that resembles like African American, which I thought was amazing. Like you know, it's not just you know the pale looking um, Twilight creatures. You know, you, you got this, you know. African American actor who's actually a really big actor too. I've seen him in tons of movies. He's a really good guy, and he comes out as one. I'm like, cool. That is so neat. You don't see that as much. I know? think, and he had like, like he had like a horn type things on his head too, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you might see one of those guys actually as a Jedi in in uh, Return of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of those guys is in there too as a Jedi that that uh, Palpatine cuts down, actually. Yeah. So it and looked familiar. It's cool to see okay. a familiar character. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Well, I know I know he's a mall, right? You're talking about the, the character who is a mall? Is that who you're talking about? No. Oh, no, no, no. The, the no, guard. No, no. The guard. Yeah. They have, like, horns, but they're brownish. They're they're more brown-featured. Brown, brown okay. It's like Shion from uh, the, the Prisoner episode. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. like, uh, right, right. Like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. To, um, I know. Okay, I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Yes. Okay, now, okay, duh, duh. Okay, wow. <laughs> Once again, this is the Average Fellows podcast. Don't expect any more or any less. All right. <laughs> I have brain farts <laughs> all the time. Hey, um, we're average. <laughs> Hey, so but what was my favorite part about the entire scene right there, though, is like right away, like, you know, like you said, it was some shady business was going down and he says something about like ensuring ensuring like his like he doesn't like to lose kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah. spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts. Hey, I don't care. I don't care. I'm dropping the, I'm, I'm spoiling it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a whole week. Come on, people watch it. It's been, it's a, whole been a whole week. You should have watched it already. If you didn't watch it, watch it. Anyway, exactly. Anyway, so um, he's like, I forgot what it was, but he's just like, he hates to lose kind of thing. And like, I really like just like the slime ballness of this character, right? The whole entire, like the, the how he just, he takes his, his gun out, right? He blasts the person inside the ring and then he pulls the gun on Mando, right? And he's just like, you know, hand yeah. over the armor kind of thing. That whole entire part right there, I enjoyed that whole that whole entire scene. And John Leguizamo's voice must have been like disguised or something, right? It had to have been disguised, yeah. Because um, to me, it, it was too deep. Yeah, it was very deep. Yeah, but but then there were certain times. There's certain if you go back and listen to it, listen to the inflections, and then you'll realize, wait, that is John Leguizamo. Like the cadence, that is the him, voice, yeah. the timing in it, it it's there. But you can get the feels of it, yeah. Deep, you, you like they used a voice changer to, to lower the pitch on it, you know. But anyway. the next part of that scene is just so great. They showed it in the trailer, but it was so much different watching it, though. Yeah, yeah. so much different, you know. Um, basically, Mando basically just goes ape, you know, ape on yeah. everybody, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, he does like this crazy, like. He's going ham, like he—he's he, just a full force Mandalorian killing, Dark you know. Knight. He's in kill mode, you know. It's so so awesome, you know. Uh, and it's so funny because you see Baby Yoda just, you know, as soon as the whistling birds pop out on his for on his forearm, you see, you know, Baby Yoda, blah, 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 and then he closes up his shield. Oh yeah, that exactly. That was that, <laughs> that was, was, so that, was like, nope. that was in the trailer, right? That scene that was that in was the in the trailer yeah. exactly. Yeah, Such was... a great scene right there. And just to the hear Mando Baby Yoda, back. yeah, kicks him back, and then he just goes ham with his knives. So it's just like, oh, oh snap. right, that 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 part right there where he uses his Mandalorian blades, like that part is yeah. sick. And he just like throws it. It's like, whew, you know, and it just sticks together. Like Batman, dude. You know, it, it was exactly. like a battering. You know, it was just so great. Yeah, exactly. It was such a great thing. <laughs> so I was. I thought um, it was hilarious. Uh, I'll go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go, go for it. Go for it. 
I thought it was so funny when the Gamorrean jumps out of the ring to catch him, but he falls down on the bench. And he's yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's knocked out. <laughs> he's like, you know, jumps out, and the man's like, oh, crap. He just, you know, dodges him, boom. He grabs him the ground. <laughs> I was, that yeah. whole entire scene was just, like, I don't know. It was perfect. And how he ended it, just stringing him up, and it was sort of – Kind of eerie. It was kind of scary. Kind of a. It dark. was a West, I thought of it as a Western type feel. You know. Yeah, it was like there was a little bit of lawlessness. You know, there's some lawlessness, yeah. and Mando doesn't answer tr- to anybody. He is the law. Like exactly. he is just. You just reminded me exactly. You reminded me of like a Clint Eastwood, like hang him high, you know, just chuck that thing. He chucked that over the lamppost, you know, and just yeah. like straight strung him up and hung him there. Well, it speaking was like, of like lawless, speaking of hang him high kind of stuff, <clears throat> right out, he gets information, valuable information from Gore yep. Koresh. Um, while he's hanging, while he's while while he's hanging, and he he asks him, Luke, why don't you pick it up from there? Why don't you talk about the information that he gets and where he ends up? Well, basically, he's like, there's all these, well, you see these, like, red-eyed creatures around him all over the place. So crazy. But it's, it, he's hanging them upside down, and, and he's, like, trying to tell him, like, hey, I need information. And he's like, hey, there's another, there's another person. There's another, there's another one of you. And so, yeah. there's another, there's another Mandalorian, basically. And so... He's telling them, he says, the Mandalorian is on Tatooine. And so he gives out this information and uh, he, the guy he's looking for, he's like, the guy you're looking for is on Tatooine. Go to Tatooine. And so you see these red-eyed creatures, like he just walks away, but you see these red-eyed creatures appear in the dark. And they're like these dark, you don't even really see, you don't know exactly don't what them, they are. Yeah. You don't see them, but they're like these red, you, all you see are red eyes. Yeah, it's like holy snap, you know, and he leaves them up yeah. there on the on the on the light post, like just chilling there, hang them high. That's just remind me of a cowboy yeah, western. <laughs> so, but he totally, got, yeah. he got information. He got information exactly to and he extracts this information about he's looking because he's you know when when the, in the trailers that we got we the the we hear the Smith the armorer tell us that he needs to return baby Yoda to his kind right and so this is sort of the mission that we pick up on that Mando's sort of trying to keep going on trying to trying to keep doing I guess and uh he gets he has to you know trace it back and so the only other known Mandalorian that they talk about apparently is back on Tatooine is back on Tatooine exactly yeah which brings us back to this little spot where we um, you know, where we meet some more new characters. Well, I guess there was a certain spot, though. Um, there's a familiar face from season one. I don't know if you remember. Uh, Palomato. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you talk yes. about that? Uh, well, basically, he goes back. Uh, he goes back to Tatooine, and he meets the mechanic on Tatooine, uh, Palomato, who uh, you meet in the first season. Uh, definitely, she helps out and stuff like that. And she's kind of... She loves to see Baby Yoda. She's like, oh, this little womp rat, you thanks, know, bring him to me. Force. I want him. You know, he's like, I she want wants the womp him rat. Thank the force. You know? <laughs> and so yeah. uh, basically Mando asks for help from Pelimato and is like, hey, uh, I need information because you're you're a local here. You know this place better than most, you know, the travelers. Yeah. So Mando asks for help and she tells him the only Mandalorian that's been there – he's the only Mandalorian that's been there in a while. She's like, you're the only Mandalorian I've seen, you know, but it's been a minute, but there has been somebody else here. So it's like, okay, there's the information leaking. You know what I'm saying? Now you're getting down to it. And, uh, she tells him where, uh, Los Pel it's, it's called Los Pelitos is or Palos, but Los it's Pel- like Pel- Pelo. Yeah. Yeah. Los Pelo, yeah. Yeah. And Los Pelo, it's, like, Palos, that's next door. I know, it's right? Kind of, uh, well, yeah, it's kind of the yeah. Well, you know it what that like reminds me of? It does remind me. Yeah. Of, it does remind me of the Central Valley because George Lucas is from Modesto. You know, he's yeah, from Modesto, oh, and yeah. when he talks about when when he Luke Skywalker has this bush pilot sort of mentality, right? And I don't know if you, I'm from the Central Valley. We are from the Central Valley, and I've seen plenty of crop. I've seen plenty of those the those little 
um, those little planes flying over the almond trees, you know, dropping, you know, whatever kind of pesticides and stuff like that. And it reminds me like when he talks about, when he talks about some of these things, I could imagine George Lucas being a young guy and, or, or even a kid maybe, and just seeing these sorts of things in the Valley and then imagining it in space because like they're on Tatooine, a desert oh, planet yeah. and there's plenty of it's open like, space in the Valley. That's yeah. like that, you know? It would Space be like the valley up. would be the moisture farmers, uh, the, the, evapora- the the moisture farmers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what Tatooine is. Moisture San Francisco, farmers. San Francisco would obviously be like Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Literally. Um, but the crazy thing is like you get to see uh, Pally Mato tells him about it. Uh, she calls R5, which is a big R5 mm-hmm. is he's back. She calls out a droid. R5 yeah. is a throwback because R5 is originally from Phantom Menace episode one. That's right. And so, New Hope. New Hope. A New, New Hope, Hope, exactly. And so, and a New Hope. Yeah. So it's like, okay, R5 is way back. This is a droid that's from way back when. Yeah, this droid been through been, the galaxy. He does this. He made it through the galaxy. He had his cameo for sure. It's like, dude, that's an old one. So you know, like, you know this, this, you know, it's, she has stuff, yeah. you know. And so, basically, Mando asks for an old speeder bike. He's like, hey, I'm gonna need that old speeder bike back. But it's so cool though, because it's an Easter egg because that old speeder bike that he had, well, actually, he gets the speeder bike, and it's and he travels off with it, and he enters into this town. Uh, it's like a wasteland rundown. Uh, it's like a western. Town. It was like a western looking town. It's like a western looking town. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually an Easter egg you forgot to mention. It was kind of um, it was it was with the uh, R five, when he shows a map, you know, uh, via like digitally, yeah. you know, projecting it right. It gave me off episode two vibes when Obi Wan was looking for Camino. That's right. You know? Exactly. Oh, yes, right. yes. Yes. And also, yeah. it's funny because in the first well, first season, we see um, that uh, Doctor Persing, you know, with that Camino emblem on his shoulder. That's right. The cloning, we, the cloning facility emblem. Gonna, yeah, and we know that you know someone from Camino is a big uh, key with you know uh, baby Yoda, his species, maybe you know, and well, we'll, we'll talk about about that later, right? But it's it's really interesting how they brought that back, you know, and it was cool because. I'm I'm, that, I'm yeah. really curious to see where that goes because you know yeah this episode there's so much so much juiciness in this episode yeah. so much stuff that we were that were you were we were given that we have to sort of like I mean see episode two is gonna be out in a few hours so I'm excited for that um, yeah but yeah. so I think I'm thinking like you know. Th- how they're going to connect where they've left the end of this episode at like what are they going to pick up on episode two? Oh my gosh like i'm i'm oh, yeah. i'm gonna be shook i'm gonna be shook if they do anything <laughs> with what they've done so far at the end of this first yeah. this first episode right so but when he pulls up into that desert town though this is where we're talking about that hang him high clint eastwood sort of style because we're introduced to a character who oh, yeah. is played by uh the famous timothy uh uh what's his name yeah timothy oliphant exactly i don't know say his his last name uh but his name's cobb vanth and the totally yeah exactly the cowboy of the year award goes to him and (laughs) this is i love i love this scene i would love to see him in a real cowboy movie I would love to see him in a detective sort of sheriff cowboy movie because he's got that witty oh, yeah. sort of attitude. Um, I do watch the Santa Clarita Diet where he does play in that that show on Netflix. I actually love he's that show. He's on Deadwood. Yeah, and he's on that. Okay, yeah, exactly. On, yeah, he's a Western. He actually, you know what? He played a Clint Eastwood character on the cartoon Rango, that movie with Johnny Depp as a lizard. That's right. In the end, they talk about oh, the Spirit yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. That's see, right, like, yeah. You know, his vision of this Clint Eastwood guy, that's him. He voiced him, yeah. But the cool, the cool thing, the crazy thing is he that's pops probably in. Why with, got the, that's probably why I got the spot because yeah. Why he got, yeah. Well, he's so also Mando, from a he just has that Western vibe. He has a Western vibe to him. I mean, when so when Mando turns around, he's standing there in the doorway and he's wearing the Boba's one and gear. only bum, bum, Boba, Fett's gear. Boba Fett's armor. Because where are we at again, boys? Where are we at? 
We're on Tatooine. We're on Tatooine, Tatooine exactly. exactly. Tatooine. So like but here's the thing, though. I knew, though, off the bat, when I first saw it, though, Bo- Boba's a little bit more filled out. Like, you could tell Boba's a bounty hunter. He's seen, he, he's he's a little bit more, like, filled out when he wore that armor. Yeah. Like, he looked yeah. like he was he was gunned out, like he, he was in fit. And so when I saw him wearing it, it was kind of like, he looks like he's a little small for the armor, you know? He looked a little... He didn't fill out the armor as well as Boba did. Yeah. So I'm like, like (laughs) exactly. So already (laughs) off the bat, I'm like, whoa, this armor doesn't belong to you, buddy. Like, (laughs) but but he did have this John Wayne look to him because he's wearing that. He had the red long sleeve on, right? And John Wayne is famous for wearing this red with that red long sleeve with uh, with the uh, that top that he has open with that button top exactly. And so and also, it did give off that Western vibe, definitely. I accent loved it. to that, hey, Pilgrim, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He has that yeah. voice for it, too. So I thought I really enjoyed his character. I, maybe some people, I, I really like how he doubted things all the way through the episode until the end as a character. Um, I really enjoyed that about him, just being that typical, just, you know, jerk sort of dude. And, um,. <laughs> But it is, yeah. But especially when Mando tells him like about his gear, he's like, "Give me the gear." Yeah, and they're about to start it. Like it was ready to go ham. They're already like ready high to fight noon, right you know. Yeah. I I was like a high noon battle, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of that high noon battle that was about to take place, they were rudely interrupted by this giant thing. Luke, what? yep, an earthquake happens, and it's a creature underneath the sand. Not tremors. <laughs> not tremors. Not tremors. Though. No, it's not tremors vibe though. That was super. I would. I would love to see them do that. I would love to see. I would love to see a big studio like Disney or Universal to really put out a remake of Tremors because I love that franchise. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic Definitely. '90s franchise right there, dude. You want to talk about Bacon, real Bologna '90s horror? Exactly, man. Kevin Bacon. You can't get Kevin into Bacon. That. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But that whole scene, so cool. though, like you, yeah. you just get this earthquake that happens, and it's like an it's an actual like earthworm creature underneath the sand. Yeah. You get like this, like they go outside, and you could see it just like trembling the whole entire ground, and it's it, it's like it's a crazy scene to see because you see this bantha out in the middle of nowhere, just in the middle, and this thing just gobbles it up you know just like nothing it, 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 it just it just went ham with it <laughs> oh yeah and that was amazing you know? and I, I knew what it was before it, it even came out of the dirt because i heard that distinctive roar i'm like hey that's a crate dragon that's what it's um, a crate dragon yep that's exactly. what he's it, it, on um, new hope when you know when luke was attacked by the sand people you hear this weird roar and then you see yeah. this old guy walking in, which is obi-wan but what's <laughs> But sadly, though, um, if you watch, if you guys watch it on Disney Plus or any newer version or they Blu-ray version of Star Wars, it. it's a guy screaming, going, Woo! Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> so Oh, my it. gosh. But yeah. the original roar, I recognize it because you, you hear the rumbling. You see the, you know, the big old you know, pile of dirt just, like, you know, crawling around. And yeah. You hear that distinctive rumbling. Oh, yes, the great dragon. Finally, we could see one in, in the flesh and not in bones, you know, and it was beautiful. It was, it was so realistic, too. It was, yeah. I thought, yeah, that whole entire part with that, I mean, like, when you finally got to see him, or when he ate the band, just the way it looked, oh my gosh, man. <clears throat> I'm just going to go back to it, like, the technology today to bring these movies to life, what, no better time to be alive to watch some of the cinematic oh, yeah. things these people can do. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And it was oh, done yeah. in a studio in LA. It wasn't, like, traditional Star Wars where they go to... Pinewood Studios in, in London. They yeah. go to uh, Tunisia and Africa. It was done in LA, which is something that I noticed uh, John Favreau does a lot, especially with um, what was it his movie that he made, uh, Jungle Book. You know, the jungle looks nice, looks, you know, perfect, you know, beautiful, but it was made in LA in the concrete wow. jungle, you know, in a studio, in a Disney studio in LA, and that's what they did with this whole. That's awesome, know, this, man. The series. That's amazing awesome. how what they did. 
that's what I'm trying to do, man. See, I'm trying to do stuff locally too. Like I want to keep it, keep it local and stuff like that. So like, I really like that he's bringing that back to LA instead of it being New Zealand or being, you know, yeah, Georgia. They're doing something, <laughs> or they're doing something in in South Korea. You know, I, you know, Hollywood needs to be. I guess Hollywood, not that Hollywood needs to be Hollywood, but like you know, there's a little bit of cinematic pride there in Hollywood, and not you know, bring it back to hometown because you know, even yeah. in Canada, they've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, in Vancouver. like supporting yeah, exactly. support support an american artist like the people who's doing that that cgi work and stuff you know like we've been yeah we've been taking, hollywood's been dying back to hollywood. it has been yeah exactly yeah. well Definitely. you know in, in hollywood you know it's lost its touch for many years not not because of originality in movies and tv series but even with the visual the studios in general because you know they, they do have to go out of town or out of the state or the country you know and finally they did something right here yeah in California. i was gonna say um Back to what's his name? Uh, the Marshal. He's actually known as the Marshal of the. That's town. right. Yeah, the Marshal. So we see him, and he's the Marshal. Cobain, the Marshal. Yeah, you know, card. card <laughs> yeah. He gets this, you know, and him and him and Amando team up. They're basically like, "Hey, I have a mission for you." He's like, "Hey, I want that armor." They kind of get into a fight. They get into a scuffle before the the sand dragon comes in, you know, but what happens is they end up teaming up. And so he's like, I want that armor. And he's like, I'll give it to you, but you have to help me first. You got to help me. I'll first, give you exactly. You got to help me defeat this, you know, this, this great dragon, you know, and Mando's like, sure. Why not? I'll just get my ship. Sure. Why not? Up. You know, and he's like, Nope, I'll just blow it up. Away. He's like, no, you got to go down there with me. <laughs> which, which, which was at this point, something really cool happened. We see Mando get on a uh-huh. speeder and Cobb Vanth get on his speeder, which his happens speeder, to be yep. a speeder dun, 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 dun. that is made out of an, an, an engine of a pod racer. Beautiful. It looks like Anakin Skywalker. It looks, it looks like Anakin's pod racer. It could be. Engine. It, it looks racer. like it. It looks it like it. It could be repainted. You know, maybe somebody bought it because, hey, you know, this little kid won. You know, and he sold the. Exactly, I don't know if you guys remember yeah. in episode one, he sold the parts. Yeah. The money. So maybe the person I, that owned it. You know, paint, repainted. And, yeah. I love exactly. that we have more of a understanding of Tatooine than anywhere else in the galaxy, even oh, though yeah. it's the ugliest part of the galaxy. But we have a better <laughs> understanding of what happened on Tatooine, what the culture was. There was crop dusters. There was there was races that they would bet on. There moisture was thugs. Farmers. There was moisture farmers. There was, you know, cantinas and bars. And also, I like how they... The Tuscan the Tuscan Raiders, you know? Like yeah. They, they're not just these bad guys. They're, they, they kind of give you that, you know, cowboy and Indian thing. Like these guys, you know, they're they're yeah. the natives of that, you know, exactly. that uh, whole planet. Of that planet. And yeah, people think they're they're you know the savages are mean, but they're not. They're just, you know, you know, a clan of people that want to survive, they want to be accepted, you know. This particular race of and, people and this episode shows it. Exactly. Which is what I lo- I love this episode for that reason because yeah, we get to see more about the Sand People, the Tuscan Raiders, more than ever before. And I think mm-hmm. the cool thing about the cool thing about them is that I think you know, for me as a as a person who's watching it, I imagine those are like some some weird humanoid that's underneath all their cloaks and stuff. But there is a reason why they why they you know why they do that out in the desert, why they cover their faces like that. There's a whole entire yeah. reason why this character is built that way, and why they have like this. They eat these certain foods a certain way and why they travel in certain ways. Like George Lucas's vision is like coming to life. I think way more here in Mandalorian than it did in obvious in Star Wars. And there was a post, there was a post that you shared Luke. That was, I think it was Pedro. I think it was you Pedro that shared it. It was a post and it was basically, it was like, it was like the sequels and it was like this giant train in the background. And it was like Mandalorian was this little baby train up front that was pulling it. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Luke shared it. Luke shared it. But yeah, it was so real. So true because I mean, this is a TV show compared to the, the sequels that exactly you know, i mean this isn't a movie these are tv shows these are tv, TV shows really bringing star so wars much, together it is yeah, so exactly behind it. there's so it's much give, goodness to it it's giving us super details yeah. the juiciness behind the world that like we want to be a part of so badly and exactly. check this out. it's bringing like, back a lot of the old like like even like the prequel is actually making you like accept the prequels a lot of people hated it i mean like when you know uh cobb vanth and and mando when they're on their way to you know to the crate dragon they get stuck with these uh 
dogs, these weird alien dogs, and yeah. the same hounds that Anakin killed in, in Episode Two, which yeah. were the hounds of the the Tusken Raiders. That's right. And it was so cool when he was actually talking all, you know, speaking their language. That was pretty neat. I was like, wow, that's I thought that was cool. cool. Yeah. But the cool thing, what I like, is it shows a lot of. It goes back in time too. Because even Carl, uh, Carl Vance or Carl, Carl Vance or whatever his name is, Com- uh, yeah. he, he he he's the marshal, and he tells Bando that after the second Death Star blows up, yeah, uh, is kind of like he thought everything was over. He thought it's That's peace. Right. Everybody thinks it's peaceful, but it went into like a ruckus kind of because there's it no. It became a free the, for all power vacuum. Exactly, because yeah. like the Death Star, the the, the Empire, the Empire fell apart. The Empire was kind of like the police back then. Yeah, they were kind oh, of yeah. like the army, you know, back then. The government. The they were the, the government, government power. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so when they got destroyed, like everybody, like all these smaller towns, all these these out outer rim territories went like Western AWOL, like black, uh, you know. They kind they took of, advantage like, of it. Yeah. took advantage of it. Exactly. And so, and you know, something funny that... about that scene, um, that scene where you, you see the, the projection of the Death Star, there's yeah. wording around it in Arabic. You know what it says? I actually discovered it. Not I discovered it, but I mean, I, I found it on the internet. This is what it says, quote, it says, little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first Death Star, which is the second paragraph on the opening crawl of Return of the Jedi. Wow. It's so funny. Oh, it it yeah. doesn't really make sense why would they, that would say that. You know, like you say, it's like BBC News. Oh, yeah, but you know, Luke didn't know about that, you know? Like, it doesn't make <laughs> sense, but it was actually kind of cool, though, you know? Wow. They, they brought that Easter egg to us, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. That's so awesome. So, you know, the flashbacks in this, the flashbacks in this episode that they gave us, I really appreciate it because it gives us that timeline perspective again. And, you know, this episode where we leave off on, like, it it really, sh- it, man, the end of this, I just don't want to say it, but the end of this episode, you get, it connects all kinds of dots. And they, and as a Star Wars nerd, you just lose it. You, as a fanboy, like, this is what you live for. You know what I'm saying? This is Another what you thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I saw, like, super cool was a callback to the first season. They use Camtone again. They they oh the, that's right the yeah container. exactly exactly the Baskar oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's they, actually from like Empire Strikes Back. They they carried the they carried the crystals in the Camtone. So I was like, oh that's cool, you know that definitely was like yeah. how they carried the the yeah the metal the Baskar in the in the Camtone. You know the now funny thing about that is that that's actually a food processor. That's what that is. Ice cream maker. An ice cream maker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it first came out in Empire Strikes Back. Empire uh, Strikes Back. Someone's running with it. And people are like, hey, that's pretty cool. And later on, years and years later, wow. in the 90s, they made a figure of him. The guy holding that container running off. And, <laughs> it's an ice cream legend. Wow. Yeah. That's so tight. But hey, that's the Camtone. That's the, that, that, that's the carrier, dude. That's the... <laughs> so... So they so they have to they have to kill this dragon right and yeah we, they, so they they ended up going out in the desert and they end up running into the sand people the Tuscan Raiders and Tuscan they Raiders. and they they strike a deal with them they strike a deal with them and they're like hey we won't attack you unless you attack us then we'll retaliate but we'll we want to kill that that dragon and if you want to team up with us we'll team up with you and of course obviously cop vant he's a little you know being a little girl about it never mind he's not being a little girl he's being a turd nugget he's being a turd nugget. <laughs> yes sir <laughs> sorry about that he's being a turd nugget and uh and he uh and he's like well you know we can't trust them we can't trust those people we can't trust those people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they're so savages. These, they're, they're savages. They're people, you know. And he's giving them that sort of that sort of sentiment. But um, it it's funny you know, though. So many Sam vibes there, you know. Exactly. And but, so it goes back to like vibes, well, you, yes. you know you talked about that. You talked about that the whole entire you know cowboys and natives sort of like you know storyline going on here that we get to see at play, which is really cool because. It gives you more understanding of the world, like you know. Remember oh, that yeah. part when they're remember in in episode one when they're pod racing and they're out there shooting at the pod races. So it's like, 
Yeah. You know, and I, and I would, yeah. I, I have to think it's not because it was for sport for them being out there, but you know, it was because like they're in, being intruded on, like that's their, that's they're their, meeting, that's yeah. their place. That's their area. That's their, that's yeah. their territory. You know? Exactly. And, and that's the same way when they go in there, when they go in there, you know, these Tuscan Raiders pop, it's not even the Tuscan Raiders. It's the, it's the creatures that appear first. Yeah. It's the, the sand creatures. The yeah, you know, it's the creatures that appear first, and uh, it's funny because, and then the then the Tuscan Raiders come out. It's like, wait, those were their pets? What? You know, yeah. you kind of get that feeling because the last time that you see those guys is in is in uh, you know you see them in in episode two, Attack of the Clones, in the uh, the the whole the whole scene when they're in the arena. <laughs> yeah, what you know. Well, that in the arena, and also over there, back in the when when Anakin's when Anakin's mom gets taken by the Tuscan Raiders too. Which so was like, I was going to bring up. Speaking of the arena, I actually found out how many Jedi. Were oh, how many Jedi? Tell me. Guess? Yeah, fifty-two. Uh, actually, no, a little bit more than that. Um, it's two hundred and twelve Jedi. Two hundred and twelve Jedi were in the. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was the most we'd yeah, ever yeah. seen on screen, man. That was a beautiful sight, though. When I was a kid, that blew me away. I was like, was oh, my God, there's 212 Jedi. And then Mason Windu. Yeah, and then Mason Windu, like, took over. Um... Well, actually, that's when you see Mason Windu's lightsaber for the first yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was so Blade. cool, man. And he took, you know, and he took down uh, Django, which was pretty amazing, you know. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, man. That was just... Uh... I remember seeing the 212 Jedi's and the Mace Windu scene was probably that was the highlight of that of that movie. Seeing Mace Windu's blade being purple, like to me it was, and obviously <laughs> you know seeing was new. Yeah. seeing Django go, you know that was that was really tight, you know. But um, the fall of Django, the rise of Boba. That was exactly the, the rise of Django, Boba. Exactly. Speaking of the rise of Boba, we get to see Cobb Vance you Vanth use. Boba's armor to do some pretty cool things through this entire episode. Like he handles oh, yeah. some business with it. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about some of the some of the things that we've seen with um with the armor and what was going on flying around and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Uh basically yeah, um go for it. Go for it. Go for it, Pedro. It give you that return of the Jedi vibes, you know, like um because for one he had that rocket. Actually no, that was episode two when he uh Django used that rocket to that's right attack uh, Obi Wan and Camino. And we haven't seen that ever since, even when Boba, you know, came back. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, obviously Django, the actor, and Tamara Morrison, you know, he's, he's Boba fan, you know. He, yeah. But um, what was funny, though, is that um, if you notice in when Mace Windu and Django fight, um, there's a big creature that hits or runs over. Um, he runs over, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Django fit, right? Yeah. And you notice that he's trying to fly and his jetpack, it starts, you know, to sparkle up. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe that's the same jetpack. Cause it makes sense that, you know, Boba will take his father's, you know, his, um, his legacy by wearing the same suit, just different color, right. maybe, you know, or maybe yeah. a different suit inspired by it. But, um, it, you see uh, that even now with, um, uh, going to, uh, return of the Jedi when, uh, what's the name? Uh, Han Solo barely even touched that jetpack with that skiff, you know. Yeah. It sends uh, him into stick. the sun. He flew off and boom. <laughs> yeah, and then this one too, you see it, you know, after they fight uh, that creature, <laughs> or, you know, about to, like, say, defeat it, right? Spoiler, you know. Um, you know, uh, Cobb was like, he's like, what should I do? And then he's like, um, he's all oh, just take care of the child, and boom, he hits a jetpack, and he flies off with the exact same little whistle yeah. that you hear from the, from the jetpack, you know. And that, that was pretty funny. So it shows you that, and also it shows that it's patched, like it was broken and they tried to fix it, you know? And it was just, it was hilarious. It was amazing. It was, well, that cool. further the proves that it was, Bo- it yeah. further proves that it was Boba's armor, right? Basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just, so and you- it, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, no, just so just so that the listeners are clear, like it clearly is Boba Fett's armor that we see him use. And he has that little eye thing. He has a little tracker thing, too, with his eye. And he's like, that was cool. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I like how it was neat seeing two people fight, you know, that dragon like that, you know, like two Mandos quotation, you know, fighting this creature up in the in the top high ground with it. You know, that was so cool. You know, and then he was I like how they use like the harpoons. I like how they had like the the, yeah. the Tuscan Raiders had like teamed up with them, and they had like these huge like crossbows, 
you know, like these huge that old like dope. makeshift. Those were tight. They like harpooned into them, hooked the crate dragon, cool. so it couldn't draw it back into the cave. So it's like keep them, keep them steady. You know, they're like keep them. You got to keep the crate dragon still. So I thought that was speaking super of cool using harpoons. We got Aaron joining the call all of a sudden. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe harpooned into Woo! the cast. Harpo- harpooned into, <laughs> yeah. harpooned into the into the call, man. It's connecting. Harpooning. Harpooning in. Actually, um, actually, if I may, you know, I'm LA in the game, but uh. But um, actually, I was gonna say, you know, wait, this is episode one, right? Yeah. That we we're talking about. Well, season two. Yeah. Season two, episode one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like pretty new, and um, but what I liked about the episode was that um, you know, it, it humanized the uh, like the Captain Raiders, where you it was aesthetic because they were always pictured as like these like mindless monsters. Yeah. Know, like, these um, raiders that. Yeah. yeah, but then like seeing them, like, oh, okay, I sympathize with them now. So, yeah, they, they kind of picture the Tuscan Raiders as like um, sympathetic, where they're very much like you know, as like any other people with emotions. And I thought that was pretty interesting where they kind of touched upon that. Yeah, yeah. dude. And uh, obviously, it was definitely. A really good episode. Yeah. 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 yeah since dude. you guys are talking about the both that thing. was a good episode i really i, yeah. I really enjoyed I hope, I hope i'm not freezing on you guys listeners. Yeah. so but i want to okay but there was this there was a funny part though what well, wasn't funny but it was it was sad to see the tuscan raider when they went to go like put the they went to go put the uh the uh the bath, it, the bath. The ba- yeah exactly when to go put the, the bait, bait out the bath front. <laughs> yep and and then all of a sudden is like the 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 dragon all of a sudden knew what was going on because this poor tuscan <laughs> raiders end up getting eaten <laughs> And their faces, though, like you can't really see their face. Their faces are just like a mask, but you could tell like the faces on them. The mask itself were like, oh, what the heck? Oh, oh crap! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Actually, even though even though I was limited, I was limited on their masks, it's like you could still understand their their expressions Face. and stuff. Just like, I don't know, yes. Like, exactly how they were running. They're just like Mando too. Yeah. Exactly, just like yeah. Mando. Yeah. That was a crazy scene yeah. though, because when they were booking it, they're just like, ah, ah, and out of nowhere, just I, know. I, I, I felt a little bad. I felt a little bad to them when they were getting disintegrated by the goop or whatever. Oh, it is. Yeah. Dude, that that was was it was like acid. Yeah, man, that was sad. Yeah. Oh my god. Totally, I was like, dude. That, that totally reminded me of. Um, that totally reminded me of. Uh, uh, Starship Troopers. I don't know, just like in the middle of the desert and a whole bunch of people getting. Yeah, oh, man, that's so true, man. That's so true. Face yeah. bugs. Yes. I lo- oh man, I love yeah. Starship Troopers. Man. Starship Troopers yeah. is good, man. That was a good. That when was a good the, movie. When is the? Oh, that's hella good. Yeah. When does the the next episode come out? Tonight. Tonight, exactly. Tonight? It comes out tonight. Like oh. twelve fifteen. Or catch. In three hours, almost. Yeah. Three hours. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, but it's so cool because it, it, the the funny thing is like, all right, while this whole battle's going on, you finally get to see a glimpse of Baby Yoda hiding behind the speeder, like, <laughs> you know, hiding. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, he's like, you oh, see fear it, in his eyes. Yeah, he's like, it, it's the stuff's going down. <laughs> well, that was one thing I, I was going to talk about. Like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Zach? Oh. oh. So I was I was saying that um I was I was gonna say one of the cool things that I thought in this episode that was really cool was that we heard Baby Yoda say or make these noises that were a little bit different and I thought they were awesome every time I heard him it, and every time it said coo in the subtitles like Baby Yoda coos and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like, ah you know <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god you just want to hug him you know <laughs> exactly yes. I, I was, 
I was going to say, they kind of had a missed opportunity. We were establishing that Yoda has, like, unspeakable force powers that I kind of thought that by, like, a, like, a last, like, saving grace type moment um, was, like, Baby Yoda using his force powers on the crate Dragon. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if that would have been a little too much, but I was kind of disappointed that they didn't do that because I kind of thought they were going to build up to, like, a like an epic uh, conclusion where it's going to reveal that Baby Yoda is, like, going to destroy the crate Dragon, but I don't know. Unless they're saving it for some other gargantuan yeah. That would have been well, wild. Well, it gave, it, it gave Mando and, and Cod, Cod Vance, like, a, a time to where they're, like, both in their gear yeah. to when they fought the, yeah. the crate Dragon. So we, there was fan the service. Air. It was all Mandalorian oh, fan service, and they yeah. were they were giving. Of, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of moments for like defense, which yeah. I mean, you can't. It, you're only so limited to like jam pack a lot of Easter eggs in one episode, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Plus, the crate dragon was way bigger than the mudhorn, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. They had to go home. big. It was like go big or go home type thing. Yeah. It's I always a bigger like, okay. Tuscan Raiders that, exactly. died trying to kill this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, they were saved by the Bantha, though. There were everybody was saved by the Bantha. No <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought their the plans. <laughs> I thought their plan was like was like super cool. How they were just like, we need to blow it up and stuff. But okay, but this is the one thing I didn't understand. So speaking of how how this thing ended, how did you guys think? It, what was your guys' thoughts about how it ended? Because I there was no way I thought how it, how they killed it was going to be how the way it killed it. I don't care if you guys spoil it. I was just trying to be fair, Pedro. Um, I it's funny. I I saw a Jaws reference. Um, when that when that episode also when how they killed the the crate dragon because you know on Jaws, the that compressed air goes into his mouth and yeah exactly he blows up it was same thing with this obviously it was a little bit different he had a detonator the bat that had the explosives <clears throat> but what I noticed is that it shows you the true potential of Beskar it doesn't dissolve an acid it was like not even a scratch it was just yeah like dripping down it was just, there it was just like water. water on it yeah. it was just cleaned it cleaned it it just cleaned the yeah, yeah but then, yeah but then what if a boba's uh, armor I mean, it looked. It had a couple of dents, but you know, considering that the Sarlacc pit supposedly has like thousands of years of, di- you know, digestion and stuff, it's like, I don't know if that would raise the question whether or not his armor is actually also Beskar. But yeah, it was some kind of steel, but they might just debunk it. You know, since it's Mandalorian, you know, oh, he does have Beskar. You know, maybe not. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, but that's the thing too. Okay, so you, you mentioned that it reminded you of Jaws, right? But also reminded me of Tremors, remember? Because they were using the little cars and they were sending them inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, the yeah. worms were blowing them up the and stuff. Cars, so yeah. um, there was a little bit of that there too that I thought was that I thought was really cool. And I want to say, I'm a huge Tremors fan. So any reference to that, I'm always a, I'm oh, a fan yeah. of. Um, but so speaking of like how it ends though, big reveal at the very end of this episode. Oh yes. Uh, I guess I mean we can spoil it. I'm down to spoil it if you guys are down to spoil it. I just should well, do it. I kind of spoiled it. <laughs> 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 the beginning he did. <laughs> so uh at the very end of this, Pedro, why don't you give us this? Why don't you why don't you do the reveal at the end? All right. So all of a sudden after they defeat this big old dragon. Um you see okay, you see Cobb give him the suit. You know, the the deal was made. He Took the suit, which I saw in the trailer, the teaser trailer. You see the speeder showing a little bit of, you know, the, the exactly, suit yeah. of Boba, which I'm like, that's that's Boba's suit, you know? It's got to be. But what's cool is that you see that scene, you know, he flies off in the sunset, you know? you know, and you hear the music, and then it slows down, you know, it slows down a bit, and then you see this bald person with, like, um, like my brother said, you know, Tuscan Raider, a gun, adding staff, but he was dressed yeah. back. Which it's funny because that black you know figure was I think is the same character from the previous uh, season when uh, Phoenix Shan was dead and you hear this you know this stirs you know coming a person with you know in black clothes to see this person I'm like oh it's gotta be Boba Fett and the reveal was he's back baby tomorrow Morrison appears yes sir dun, dun, in the dun, flesh dun, dun, about dun. time oh, I, I just hope gosh. it's not a glorified I hope it's not a glorified cameo where it's only they were only going to use it just for that bookend of the episode, and that was going to be a lot, like the first and the last that we'll ever see Boba. I hope they don't do that. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh I liked God. how his face was ruggedy. Like I liked how his face was like scarred up and ruggedy. Yeah. Because it was like okay, that a, I knew yeah. it was Boba because it was like that guy went through the Sarlacc pit. That's him. 
Yeah, that's him. I was like, that's him. I was gonna say I don't yeah. know if it got it from like the years of being a bounty hunter or just the overall digestion of the the Starlight Pit. But yeah, yeah. there is yeah, rumors that maybe the crate Dragon. Oh yeah, and there's also rumors where the crate Dragon, you know, because it said in the episode that you know it ate a um, Starlight Pit, and that's why he lives in a big old cave, Starlight Pit, you know, type of cave. Maybe uh, the crate Dragon was you know scavenging for food, and he saw the the pit. Was eating it and somehow Boba escaped. Uh, maybe when he escaped, somehow. Uh, some, maybe somehow he yeah, when he left he he just got rid of his suit. Maybe he's like I'm done for, forget it, you know. Or maybe he still had the suit and then by the time he was gonna redeem himself, you know, the Empire lost and he's like, you know what? What if he just forget, gave I don't up? Attacked. If, I don't want to be a relic. What if? He, yeah, yeah. Maybe he just gave up. Yeah. What if he just gave up? Because he. Yeah, had... Yeah, they should they should make it a canon on that whole uh, robot chicken skit where it's Boba and he's like stuck <laughs> with the Weequay in the in the stomach of the Sarlacc. Oh, they should have done that. They should have added like another Weequay character, and it should have been like the the right hand man of uh, Boba, and they should have revealed him with with him at His the end. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That'd be cool. it, That'd be funny. It's there's a lot of speculation to it. I yeah. I don't know like how this next episode is gonna be. We'll find out tonight. Well, I will. Hopefully, he has a flashback. <laughs> yeah, same I'll, here, find same here. To, I'll find out tonight. But it's so awesome to end it like that. I thought I the, every this episode, it was a cliffhanger, you know, to be like, oh yeah. my god, I want to see the next episode already. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, well, it's like definitely. the first episode of season one where it ends with Baby Yoda, and we're in, us, the audience, we're like, oh, wait, what is Yoda? it? Yoda, a Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah Baby Yoda. More. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe hopefully with it, you know, the next episodes coming up, we see yeah. more of tomorrow. He's either teaming up with Mando or they fight. Well, that's you know, what I was going to say. If they fight, that'd be super I cool. Think, yeah. I think Man, I think Mando's going to try and re re and reignite Boba's um, Boba's passion for being a Mandalorian, or you know, try and restoke that fire to be a bounty hunter to get yeah. back on the road. Because I feel like maybe Boba probably oh, yeah. just gave up. You know. So, oh. oh yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? I think I probably pieced something together. Maybe, okay, you know, it's very spaghetti western influence. What if, um, it's like, what if, uh, so Mando, he ends up, he's like the Queenie Swift character, I guess, like for us, the audience, on this whole adventure story. But what if uh, Boba Fett kind of becomes like the villain from uh, The Good, Bad, The Ugly? It's like the competitor of the Mando. And he's like kind of like, like on each other's tracks or whatever. And I don't know, this is like if Boba gets his armor back or whatever, but. Or he yeah, tries to friend to Mando to get his armor back and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Backstab him too, you know? Yeah. Backstab. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, like, you know, in reference to uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, it's like the whole thing in general with Boba <laughs> is just a, a taste of things to come, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, just waiting to see what the overall season brings, and, and I'm sure it's going to be great. You know, oh, so yeah. Like, yeah, man. I'm excited yeah. for this one. Hey guys, so we're we're approaching the hour here. Uh, once again, I just want to say thank you so much for joining the call tonight, guys. Uh, Aaron, thanks for jumping in the call, man. Thanks for being able to get in here, and uh, it's been a hit and miss with you, yeah. but I'm glad you're able to jump on for a second. Yeah, Eventually, we'll get you on for sure. Nah, it's yeah, all good. Sorry. It's all definitely. Good. I have some news though. I do have a few little little things I want to say before we end. Oh, of course, last of course. Yeah. For so myself, of, Beast Mode Squats here. Um, Star Wars news, uh, new Star Wars saga comes out 2022. Remember, three films, three new films. A new trilogy. 2022, <laughs> the new trilogy. Cassian Andor uh, prequel series is coming out on Disney Plus to wow. be announced the date. There is going to awesome. be a Lego Star Wars holiday special, which is going to be on Disney Plus, airing November 17th, 2020, next week. Yeah. We'll awesome. see what happens. I'm down to watch Super that. cool. That also, new Star, Wars video, <laughs> new Star Wars video yeah. game coming out 2021. Cannot wait for that. Dope. <clears throat> Dope. Yeah. Hey, all right, Luke, um, why don't you hit us with the sign-off, bro? Um, shout out anybody you need to before we get out of here. Oh, definitely. Oh, and coming 2021, The Bad Batch. If you watch The Clone Wars, you will know what The Bad Batch is. They're coming out with a new one, The Bad Batch. So definitely nice. this is Star Bros. Uh, signing off here. Thanks, bro. How about you, Pedro? You want to shout anybody out before we sign off tonight? Uh, to all the Star Wars nerds, all the all the fans out there, you know, 
you know, we're all united with this false, amazing, you know, series, you know. And I sign off, Pedro, not Pascal, Carrillo. <laughs> Aaron, anybody want to sign out before we jump off tonight? Uh, you know, shout out to all the, the people listening to us, and uh, and uh, I hope I hope they can support you guys. And uh, also, come support me. We're at you, delicious. Uh, over at Los Banos, California, across from Petco and uh, Starbucks. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Sweet, awesome. Anyway, anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us again on another episode of the Average Fellows Podcast. Hey, um, drop by our website, www.averagefellas.com. It's live. Woo! Yeah. Woo! www.averagefellas.com. Go check it out. Uh, we're doing some cool things there. Uh, <laughs> peace and love.